Welcome back. Once again, it is time for my favorite hour of the week. It is time for my side of the universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. I'm your host, Todd Wilcox, and we are joined this week by Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. You can find his information at www.evidenceofeternity.com. Evidenceofeternity.com. couple reasons to go there. One is to look and see what he's doing, different places he's going to be. Find his books. Also, if you sign up for Mark's newsletter, you will get a reduced fee reading. So if that's something you're thinking about doing, I would recommend it. This guy is great. We've had him on before. Really a a good guy. Uh, Lots of fun to talk to, and I think you're going to enjoy today. So be sure to go to his website, evidenceofeternity.com. Sign up for his newsletter and get the chance to have a reduced fee reading. Uh, You can get special readings all your own. We're going to do a couple today. You'll hear what a short one sounds like, and then there's also full full ones that we can do. Uh, We'll be back in just a moment with Mark Anthony, Psychic Lawyer. But before we go, remember... Go check out our sponsors, the Eastern Utah History and Tourism Association. You need to go see Bobcat. You need to go see Miss Kitty. Talk to them. You may not be able to go inside because we're quarantined and all that good stuff, but talk to them. They're great people. Give them a call. Go see them. Say hi. They uh, they do a great job, and, and really they're, they're great friends, and you will love talking to them. That's the Eastern Utah History and Tourism Association. We'll be back with more. My Side of the Universe, in just a second, on KOAL, 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. Welcome back to My Side of the Universe on KOAL, 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. I'm your host, Todd Wilcox, and we are joined once again by Mark Anthony, the Psychic Lawyer. And I would like you guys to get, uh, if, you, if you have computer access available, go to www.evidenceofeternity.com. See the work he does. See the different things he works on. I think you'll enjoy it. And then you'll have a little bit more fun as we do this. Now, if you're driving, please don't do that. But your, your passenger can do that. Uh, Mark Anthony, welcome to My Side of the Universe. Thank you, Todd. It's it's always great being on your show. We always have such a great time, and and I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me back on. Love it. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. And I, as I was getting ready today, I noticed that it's been almost exactly one year, and boy, what a difference the year has made. We're we're living in a completely different world now than we did the last time we talked. Last uh, yikes, a year ago. <laughs> Yeah, first off, I can't believe it's been a year. I mean, it seems like it's only been a few months uh, last time I was on your show. But uh, talk about what a difference a year makes. Um, you know, we're, we're in, as everybody knows, we're in the midst of this COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. And I know before we went on air, we were, we were talking and uh, we're saying, like, it's like that old science fiction TV show, The Twilight Zone. It's like we're living in an episode of that. It, it's really, uh, it's surreal, it's bizarre, it's frightening, it's unsettling. Uh, so this is a huge global paradigm shift. Everything's going to change. It, it's like, Todd, after 9-11, how everything changed, how the travel industry changed, how... Um, actually, the government uh, had to become more—I uh, don't want to say invasive, but more uh, more aware of everything that was going on on the internet, in telecommunications, in how people were moving around. And this is going to change a lot of things. Um, and some will be positive, and some may not be positive, because in loss there is gain, as in gain there is loss. Yes. And one of the things, and maybe, um, you know, as as you're talking to different people and doing readings uh, out there now, is I see a a reset happening. And uh, people are changing, like you said, their behaviors. Uh, There's there's a lot more family things going on right now. There's a lot less driving and the frantic rush to be somewhere. And um, so hopefully something, like you said, really positive is going to come out of this. And, and I hope it's that we just 
settle down and, and get a little bit out of the rat race. Have, uh, have you run into anybody else that might have been thinking along those lines? Well, yes. Um, first off, though, I want to address um, the severity of this. I, I, I see on social media how a lot of people somehow think this is a hoax. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're certainly entitled to their opinions. But based on the science, the data, the information that I'm aware of, um, I've got uh, friends and contacts all over the world, and I can assure you this is not a hoax. This is indeed a pandemic. Um, this is a virus which is 10 times more contagious than the flu and 10 times more lethal than the flu. And at this point in time, our only defense is social distancing and self-isolating. So the best defense that we have is by not catching it and not spreading it. And, you know, most of the states in the U.S. are under a lockdown, which is good. Uh, A number of them at this point, at the the time that we've recorded this show, are not. And then there's these exceptions for churches and religious services. And I, for one, am all about freedom of religion. I am about freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of assembly. But I think it's incredibly irresponsible for any faith community to be putting hundreds of people in a room with uh, when there is a pandemic of a highly contagious aerosol virus and in in a closed um, area like a church or a building or a supermarket if somebody sneezes they can spread the infection in almost 30 feet in all directions and so one person could theoretically infect 50 people who each then could infect another 50 people. And that's why the the incidences of coronavirus double every three to four days. So when we first started seeing the coronavirus in Italy, there were two cases. Within a month, there were tens of thousands, and now over 10,000 people have died in Italy. We're seeing this uh, now, especially in the United States and and very heavily in New York City. Um, Todd, I would like to take a moment to to thank all of the first responders and the healthcare workers worldwide, but particularly here in the United States. Um, These people are superheroes. What people are doing uh, with the nurses, the doctors, the orderlies, uh, the support staff, in our hospitals are enduring. They truly are on the front lines of war against a pervasive and pernicious disease. And I think everybody owes them a debt of gratitude, but even more so, people owe them the respect of social distancing so that you don't get it, you don't spread it, and that none of us contribute to the strain on our healthcare system. Mark, that was absolutely perfectly said. Thank you. Yes, they are superheroes, and we do owe them. And everybody, everybody listening knows somebody uh, that they can thank. And I, I think you're you're dead on. And we need to follow the social distancing and and do the right thing. Uh, thank you. Um, you know, of all the people I've talked to, that is that is the best. It, it's been said. So I do appreciate that very much. Well, you're welcome. I mean, it's the least I can do. I've been doing on um, on my Instagram and my Facebook pages, I've been doing a whole series of inspirational videos. And, and I live in um, East Coast, Central Florida, and I live on the Barrier Island, so I'm able to walk to the beach every morning for sunrise. And yes, I know that the, they say the beaches are closed, and yes, they are. But, you know, where I live, it's, I mean, the police are letting the locals. It's funny because, you know, I know the um, the sunrise crowd. You know, I get up to the <laughs> beach, it's like there's the same, like, 50 people. And talk about social distancing, we're all about 300 feet away from each other because the <laughs> beaches here are really vast, you know, and everyone's staying real far away. But what I've been doing is I've been um, uh, videoing the, the sunrise or the ocean, and I am um, I'm giving inspirational prayers and thoughts 
because I think it's important for people to receive messages of positivity. And positivity is about raising our awareness, raising our vibration, and giving people hope during these difficult times. I mean, we can go through the horror stories and the conspiracy theories about the coronavirus, but for whatever reason and for whatever cause, it's here. And I think that it's very important to see, though, that that there are some some positive things coming out of this. You you brought up a very interesting point, Todd. You said that things are slowing down. We're not not engaging in the rat race. People are, you know, they're hunkering down with their family members. A friend of mine in Los Angeles, uh, I was talking to her the other day, and she said for the even in the news in LA, they're saying how clean the skies are. You know, because LA's a great city. I love LA, and I'm out there a lot. In fact, I was supposed to do an event there last week in a, a big event, but of course, you know, we had to uh, postpone it. Um, but LA is notorious for smog and air pollution because of all the cars. Well, nobody's driving, and the skies are blue and clear and clean for the first time in decades. Um, wow. Also, I understand that's the case in China, which is is a um, hundred times worse with the air pollution, because in a heavily industrialized uh, country like that, uh, pollution concerns and environmental protection are not uh, a priority like they are in other countries, and they're saying that the air is cleaner in China. In in a way, this is a a shockwave going through the entire planet, and. Todd, um, I'm sure you've seen the Star Wars movies, right? Absolutely. Okay, remember in, you know, I call it the first one, which is actually episode four, but, you know, it's the one, uh, the very first one with Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and and um, uh, Carrie Fisher. Yes. And so the Millennium Falcon is on their way to Alderaan. But meanwhile, Darth Vader and the, the evil empire and the Death Star, and they, they, they destroy the planet Alderaan. Then in the Millennium Falcon, all of a sudden, Obi-Wan Kenobi says there's been a great disruption in the Force, and he feels it. Yes. Now, th- there's a lot of reasons why I bring that up, and uh, we could do a whole show just on near-death experiences, but George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars, when he was a teenager, he was in a horrible car accident, he died, and he, he flatlined, and then 20 minutes later, he came back to life. And interestingly enough, within a few years of that, he had, uh, you know, a draft, a first rudimentary draft of Star Wars. And part of the whole Jedi, um, the Force, is, is based on quantum physics, that everything is electromagnetic energy and energetically interconnected. And they talk about the light side of the Force and the dark side of the Force, which you could refer to as positive energy and negative energy. Okay, so back to the Millennium Falcon. The way that worked was, okay, this entire planet is destroyed, and there's, you know, this shockwave of all this this death, and, of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi being a Jedi Knight's kind of tuned into the Force, and he picks up on it. Well, this is what's going on planetary-wide here. There's a shockwave, if you will, you know, pardon the, the, uh, the, the euphemism, but a great disruption in the Force as it applies to planet Earth. And I've been feeling this, and my colleagues who are psychics and mediums are feeling it, but everyone's feeling it. You are, um, my friends, uh, other family members, I know everybody is feeling this. And in a way, this is a lesson, and dare I say, an opportunity for the whole world to, in the long run, get something positive out of this. Think about this, Todd. For the first time in human history, all of our scientists and medical experts globally are working toward the same goal. They're not working on how do we kill each other, how do we create weapons of mass destruction, how do we do this, how do we uh, do that against each other. For for a, a brief moment in our history, it's not the us versus they syndrome. It's us, and medical experts, scientists globally are racing, working together to find a cure for this. Now, the difficulty with the COVID-19 virus is because, uh, as far as we know at this point, and this this may change, 
that the human body doesn't provide or doesn't produce antibodies once you're infected. Although now I'm beginning to to see reports uh, coming from Europe and other places that indicate that may not necessarily be the case. But the thing is, for a disease that was relatively unknown three to four months ago, now we're learning in leaps and bounds about it. Um, alternate therapies, um, taking medications and treatments from malaria and from other diseases are being experimented on. Think of the possibilities if after this is over, if our brain trust on planet Earth, if our scientists, our engineers, our chemists, our doctors, we're all working and sharing information to solve global problems such as pollution, such as, you know, um, overcrowding, such as um, deforestation, um, making uh, alternate and clean energy sources. That could radically change the quality of life on this planet for the, the good, for a very, very, in a very, very positive way. Now, my, my fear, and, and uh, if you study our history, it would appear that most likely the greedy and the powerful, the ones in control, are going to revert back to their, well, we want to conquer this, and we want to control that, and we want a sphere of influence here. But in some way, Todd, perhaps, just maybe perhaps, we are being presented with a lesson that if humanity really wants to, humanity could take care of itself. Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> without question. And that's that seems to be something that, that keeps coming up as I'm talking to different people. Um, that that this working together, working towards that utopian um, thing that we've that we've look at, you know, science fiction. We're either looking at the uh, the worst case scenario or the best case scenario, and if we can keep working together, um, maybe we could end up with, you know, we we did Star Wars a minute ago, but maybe we could end up like Star Trek, and uh, <laughs> have the well, whole planet work together. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, and, and the funny thing is, I mean, science, the, the interesting thing about science fiction is you can make commentary about the modern world through fiction. And that, that was the beauty of science fiction and, and Star Trek. And on Star Trek, planet Earth is a unified thing. Um, you know, of course, there's different countries and races and all that, but they respect each other and they're not trying to conquer each other. Because once humanity realized that there were life forms, intelligent life forms beyond Earth, it, it united humanity. And, you know, I'm not saying that the coronavirus is an alien virus, but whether it is or it isn't, I mean, I doubt that it is. It's a planet Earth thing. But the common denominator here is this dangerous and deadly disease, which doesn't discriminate. And... Perhaps it, it requires this threat to unify people. Now, I, as much as I would like the whole world to turn into the Republic of Kumbaya, you know, <laughs> and um, somehow I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I think it's going to definitely change people's awareness about spreading airborne illnesses and diseases. I've spent a lot of time in the Far East in Japan, and Japan and South Korea while they've been affected by, by this pandemic, got a, got a hold on it pretty quickly. Why? Because when the people there are told what to do, they do it. They don't sit there and start complaining. And Welcome back to My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. I'm Todd Wilcox, and I'm joined by Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, and we have a guest on the phone, uh, a caller that is going to get a reading from Mark. So now I'm just going to get out of the way and let that happen. Mark, this is all yours. Uh, very good. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Okay, thank you for, thank you for calling in. Um, okay, I'm picking up on a male energy. 
uh, connected to you, and he's coming in, and he could be connected to you through your father's side of the family, and I feel that he could be on the parent level, so that could mean like a parent, uncle, um, it could be somebody that you knew that uh, um, is in that generation, okay? And so what I'm getting with him is I'm getting this blinking sensation, okay? Now, the blinking sensation is indicating to me that prior to passing, this gentleman was having a difficult time maintaining mental focus and clarity. And um, based on the taste that I'm getting in my mouth, um, this could indicate that he was, um, he was heavily medicated. And, and um, oh. it feels like um, his passing was not a quick event, that, that he was quite ill. I'm getting a lot of pains in my my rib cage, um, particularly on the right side, and in the area of the liver, which is at the um, bottom of the rib cage on the right side. I'm also getting this draining sensation throughout my body. Now, caller, uh, draining sensation indicates to me that that once again this is an illness that did take some time because certain illnesses um, just kind of drain you and. Um, take you down a step at a time. Does any, let me stop right here. Does this make any sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. Um, hold on. Interesting. Um, I feel, I feel from him, I'm getting that you were in close proximity to him when he passed. And the reason for this is I feel that somebody's holding my hand. So what I'm getting from him is that you were either holding his hand when he passed or holding his hand um, close to the time before he passed. Does that make any sense? Uh, well, I, I understand what you're saying, but it, it doesn't... That, that's it fine doesn't if it doesn't resonate. The, yeah. the thing is, though, he keeps talking about you holding his hand. So I want you to think about that. And he's giving me a time frame. Um, whenever I see lilies... Easter lilies, uh, that would indicate that also, go, go, all right, go ahead. How does that make sense? <laughs> well, it's just, it's, it's strange because, um, the level you were saying, it, it's like, it's conflicting with different people in my life with the, like the, um, the, the medication and the pain relates to one person, but you know, the occurrence, uh, for March or, you know, or Easter is a, a whole different person. And here's why. Because when spirits come forward, they don't come in one at a time. They come in in a group. Okay. And see, on the phone readings, uh, I mean, on the um, on the phone readings for radio shows, um, I got to get to as many people, I mean, as many callers as possible. So what this means is you got a group of people here. Without giving me the name, um, the person with the medication, what was uh, that person's relationship to you? And then what was the Easter, um, you know, time frame uh, relationship with the other person? What what were their relationships? Okay, so the the first one, the one that I was in pain, um, yes. is my brother-in-law. Okay. All right, and, there's one. And the other and one? And then the, the spring person is my spouse. Is yourself? My spouse. Okay. Oh, your spouse, your husband's on the other side? Yes, yes, my husband. Uh, okay, well, this is interesting, because they're both on, okay, so your brother-in-law and your spouse are both on your level. Um, hold on. Well, let's get to your spouse, all right? Now, um, okay, yes, April, he showed me diamonds, and of course, every lady <laughs> I know likes diamonds, <laughs> okay, and diamonds are also the birthstone for the month of April, but he is holding up this big diamond, okay? And uh, does that make sense to you? I mean, like, is there a piece of jewelry with a big diamond? And it's almost, um, I don't want to say oval shape, but it's um, like got points on either end, so it's like a pointy oval is what he's showing me. And, uh -huh. um, and uh, this could be a ring or some other piece of jewelry, but he is holding up a big diamond. Does that make sense to you in any shape, form, or fashion? And what, what this can indicate, hold on, and, and is significant births, deaths, anniversaries, or events connected to you or him or someone close to you within the month of April? We know there's one with him, but there could be something else as well. Now you can respond. Well, my birthday is in April. Okay, very good. All right, now let's see what he's got else. Okay, 
Oh, my goodness. All right, I'm feeling a massive impact sensation to my head. Now, when I get in, um, a jolt to my head, this can mean a couple of different things. It could be stroke, aneurysm, um, head trauma, or quick passing, because what happens is I get a jolt to my head. And what I'm getting from this spirit is it indicates that his passing um, was abrupt and unexpected. And I'm getting from him that he didn't see it coming, and he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't aware that this was going to happen. So I just get this massive shockwave through my whole body. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. It does. All right, hold on. And he's now pulling my attention to around Memorial Day. So let's say between May 20th and um, the end of May, um, I'm getting this whole thing with Memorial Day, Memorial Day. And the reason I'm saying Memorial Day because he's holding up those little poppies that the, 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 the veterans give out on Memorial Day. So he could be talking about some, somebody who was a veteran or military service or something connected to you or him toward the end of May. Uh, I, not, I'll have to think on that. Was somebody connected you or him in the Marines? Um, I'm seeing, no. I'm seeing the Marine logo. Hold on. Hold on. I'm seeing the Marine logo. I want you to, to um, make a note of that. Okay. Now, let's okay. see what, what he, no, he's not giving up on this. There's something in that time frame. So we'll make a note of that. Now, what does he want you to know? Hold on. Uh, you know, this could be said of a lot of people right now, but he shows you going through all these boxes, all these boxes. It's like you're trying to clear things out. You're stacking things. Um, he said that, um, and you're really going down memory lane a lot lately, okay? Uh, must be going through all these boxes. And uh, the thing is, he's all, all right, let me stop there before I go on to the next part. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. Um you're feeling his presence around you a lot, and he keeps zeroing in on that. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yes, it does. Okay. He wants you to stop doubting it. And the thing is, I'm getting this, this bit like, let's say you're doing something and you're working on maybe putting some clothes and other things in a box, and all of a sudden there's this book, and you open up this book and you're pondering on it, and then you catch something out of the glimpse of, of um, out of your peripheral vision, um, and you, it feels like like you're seeing somebody just out of, out of uh, the corner of your eye. Does that make any mm -hmm. sense? Yes, it does. All right. Well, that's him. Um, and the reason for that is I don't know if you've ever tried to look at a comet. You can't see a comet as clearly if you look at it straight on. You pick up on it more from your peripheral vision. And from what I understand is it has to do with the dispersal patterns of, of the, the light energy, and it's the same thing with the spirit. So you're actually getting glimpses of him, okay? Now, this could be somebody connected to you or to him, but he keeps talking about Jim, 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 Jim. And, of course, we all know somebody named Jim, but I keep getting Jim over and over, unless, of course, G-Y-M as in, you know, going to the gym could make sense in, other, in some other way. Sure. <laughs> In, in what way? Uh, I, I probably should be going to the gym, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, it's like these days during this whole pandemic, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to eat healthy at home. But the thing is, if you eat healthy nonstop, that's still fattening, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the other thing is, what's with all the, the chamber music, like flutes, and I'm seeing saxophone. Well, I don't know if saxophone, but I'm seeing all these uh, this brass music instruments. I'm not sure what that would be. Okay. It could be chamber music. It could be jazz, because I keep seeing a saxophone. All right. Let me do this. Your interpretation is <laughs> more important than mine. If you see, like, a saxophone, what, what comes to mind for you? My um, deceased husband wanted to take saxophone lessons. Bingo. Okay. You see, they bring up things, and when I get the impression or the image, I may have one association with it, but the reading's not about me. It's about you. 
And so when something like that happens, that's why I asked, what does that mean to you? And I don't know. I mean, we've never met. I don't even know your name. All I know you as is caller. And so Correct. I don't know that, that uh, you know, your husband, when he was in the material world, wanted to take saxophone lessons. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, he was very funny. Um, he said, <laughs> it's probably a good thing that I didn't because I would have driven her crazy. Okay. Um, and he, he's a, a really nice guy. Um, what's with you guys in the Chinese food? Love it or hate it? Love. Um, love. Okay. Uh, reason being is also I'm tasting all this Chinese food. You guys like the spicier stuff, like the Szechuan, don't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I'm tasting Szechuan chicken, Szechuan shrimp. Um, and he was really big, like, on the bamboo shoots and the, um, what are those things, the water chestnuts? Those are kind of mm -hmm, like crunchy. The crunchy stuff. Yeah, the crunchy stuff, yeah. He really liked that. And um, did he used to do something weird with, um, um, he's like, <laughs> he's putting two um, fortune cookies over his eyes, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's like, the guy was hilarious. Um, he, he was funny. He was funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know what? He said that um, when he met you, he, here's what he's saying. You, he said, she was so out of my league. If I didn't and couldn't make her laugh, I never would have gotten her. And oh. he said that what I always loved about her is that she got my jokes. She, <laughs> he said that you liked that that he made you laugh, but nothing made him happier than you la than him being able to make you laugh. And the two of you not only loved each other, you enjoyed laughter and and um, just a really great time together. Um, and he said, you know, and when it comes to the gun, he goes, please try not to shoot yourself in the foot. Okay, he's not talking about you committing suicide. But he's talking about no. you shooting a gun. And he said, please don't shoot yourself in the foot. Okay, you're laughing. Oh all right. What is all right, I'll let you explain that one. Go ahead. Well, I do have a handgun in my home and it's it's you know, it's safe and he had bought it for me years ago and you know, occasionally we'd go out and he'd teach me how to, sh you know, shoot it and show me how to shoot it. It's not a natural comfortable feeling for me. So I do have it, but I probably should not. So that that does make me giggle. <laughs> oh, yeah, he said, please don't shoot yourself on the foot, okay? So. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. Is it a, is a smaller gun, because it looks like it's a smaller gun, like a, like a twenty two hand caliber? It's actually a thirty eight special. A thirty eight special? Okay, yeah, it looks like a smaller one. It is like, small, like the yeah. Sub yeah, it's smaller. Okay. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But it keeps giving me the numbers 22, 22, 22. Now, 22 can be the 22nd of any month. It could also be, um, let's say, um, like February 2nd, um, but it could mean something else. But I keep getting 22, 22, 22. Hmm. Yeah, numbers are always tricky. They can be an age, date, time frame, address, or a grouping of things. So there could be something about the number 22 that's going to make sense to you after the reading. So... Um, and, oh, who's Mary? Mary. We're getting back to the month of May. May's dedicated to, um, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Um, they give me certain images that I, that I know how to, um, interpret based on my cultural associations. So he could be talking about somebody connected to you or him, like a Mary or a variation on Mary, like a Marie, a Marianne, or Margaret, Marilyn, something like that. I would have to think on that. Yeah, think on that one. And the reason that I bring that up is he's pulling me back into the month of May, and I'm getting something around Memorial Day. So, just nothing comes to mind. With don't worry about it. Um, my motto is: if you don't get it, don't sweat it. Because after the reading, I get emails every single day from people who say, "Oh my gosh, after the reading, I finally got it." So I want to thank you for calling in. You were a pleasure to do this for, and, and I'm very, very sorry for your loss. Well, I, I appreciate the um, insight, and um, it makes me, I'll be more aware. I mean, I've, I felt him for a while. It's been, a, it's been four years, so 
you know, initially, you know, you're looking for it more. You're being more susceptible to it, more vulnerable. And so, you know, as life goes on, you know, you're less willing, I guess, just to wait for it. Well, life does go on, but the thing is, uh, love transcends physical death, and spirits will reach out um, across uh, from the other side uh, to communicate with us. And, you know, grief is not something that we get over. It's a process that we go through, and it's a lifetime process. So, um, but... But it's just—it was just so much, um, such an honor to be able to make this connection for you. Thank you. All right, you're very welcome. God bless. Fantastic. That was a lot of fun. We'll be right back with more My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7:50 AM. Welcome back to My Side of the Universe. We we had um, something happen during break that uh, we brought the caller back with Mark to talk just a little bit more. And so I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, Mark. Go ahead. Well, you know, um, it, it's funny because on readings, particularly on TV or on radio, when somebody's put on the spot, they're not always able to make the connections. And the spirit of your husband kept giving me 22, 22. And so we went on break. Um, all of a sudden, he, he said, tell her about how long we were married. And how long were you married, caller? We were married for 22 years. Bingo. There we go. This is an example of what I call the unfolding. And a reading is like a flower. And as a flower blossoms and blooms, it, it opens up more. More is revealed about it. And it's the same thing after the reading. It takes time to figure everything out. And all of a sudden, it came back to me, and then you were able to verify when he kept giving me the number 22 that the two of you were married for 22 years. And you know what? And he, he keeps conveying it was the best of times. It was the best of times, and there were no bad times. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss, um, but it was such an... It was such an honor to connect you with with such a uh, positive and and loving spirit. Well, it it feels really good, and I'm glad that he um, still loves me, and I haven't disappointed him. Oh, not in the least. Um, the thing is, spirits, you know, love love survives and lives on beyond physical death. Not even death can kill love. So you haven't disappointed him at all. And um, before all this coronavirus thing, uh, were you thinking of moving or ch- it's like changing your venue, changing your locale, changing your venue, changing your locale? That keeps getting repeated. And that, that could be, you know, maybe in your home life, but that could also be applied to your work. But there's something about you like changing your venue, changing your, your focus, your locale. Well, I'm, I'm pretty established in my home and in my, my job. Um, the job situation certainly has uh, adjusted with the pandemic, you know, the current pandemic, but I'm, you know, I'm still actively working and, and fortunate for that. Well, it, when uh, changing, changing your focus in your job doesn't necessarily mean leaving whatever business or company that you're working with. It could mean that you start doing something different within it or different in your approach to it. So um, he's bringing that up um, um, quite a bit. And uh, the last image he wants to leave me with is Chris or Christopher. Huh. Well, I have a nephew, but they weren't overly close. Doesn't matter. Um, Spirits are aware of... Now, the nephew, was he um, connected to the brother-in-law that passed? Yes. Is that the brother-in-law's son? Uh. Stepson. I'm sorry. It would be a stepson. A stepson. Okay. Um, hold on. All right. The brother-in-law that passed. Sorry, Taz. It okay if I keep going with this because her spirits are rather persistent. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
the brother-in-law that passed, uh, and like I said, I just feel so weak and sick, like this diminishing throughout my whole body. Um, mm-hmm. Did he have a long, a long drawn-out illness? Yes, he did. It was horrific. Was it cancer? Yes. Yeah, the reason I'm saying that is because of the, the uh, feelings I'm getting in my bones. It feels like it metastasized and got into his bones. And the thing I can say about this this guy is he was a fighter. He did not just, you know, throw up the white flag and surrender. He put up a really, really good uh, fight. And um, it was very interesting. Um, this is your sister's husband, correct? Correct. Okay. And I, I don't know. Um, I keep laughing here because now he's giving me all these strawberries. Now, I don't know if you, your sister, or him love or hate strawberries or have an allergy to strawberries, um, but there could be something about strawberries. But strawberries are also an indicator for the month of February, which could be a birth, death, anniversary, or event connected to um, your brother-in-law or you or somebody close to you within the month of February. I would have to. I would have to. All right, hold on. Let's do something like we did before. Um, those are my associations with strawberries. Is there anything with you with strawberries? Love them, hate them, something? I'm indifferent to strawberries. Okay, then this must mean there's something in the month of February that you may not know about between your brother-in-law and uh, you and or your sister. Okay, now... Um, was your sister, um, did she have some medical procedure or needs to have one? Because he's focusing on her, and I'm getting something about some type of medical procedure. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be like a super huge deal, but it's something that currently is on hold right now. Um, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I'm taking uh, mad notes. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I said I'm taking mad notes here. Yeah, he's talking about your sister, and he's talking about a procedure, and he's also talking about her feet. So I don't know if she has some issue with her feet or some, um, some I'm getting like numbness and tingling focusing on her feet. So, yeah. all right. Hey, Todd, let's go ahead and cut this here. Okay. Very yeah, cut good. it off after the 22, um, um, because here's what's going on. Um, uh, hey, call. Welcome back to My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. We are going to have some more fun. We've got another reading from Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. And this is Sarah. She's joining us. And I just want to real quick before you guys get going, Mark does have two books. Don't forget to check out his books and his website. He's got one book called Never Letting Go and Evidence of Eternity, which is also his website, evidenceofeternity.com. Okay, Mark, go ahead. Take it away. I can't wait to hear this. Okay, um, Sarah, I'm picking up on a female energy connected to you. Now, um, she feels like she could be like two generations back, which would be on the grandmother level. And Mm -hmm. um, a really, really sweet lady, okay? And she's coming through, and I'm getting um, her complexion's interesting because it seems to me that even though she was a fair-complected lady, she liked going outside and being in the sun a lot because I mm-hmm. feel like this reddish tint to um, her, her skin. And um, I'm getting that right up to the end, she's still sharp as a tack. So I'm not getting, like, um, dementia or something clouding her, her judgment um, toward the end. Um, but what I am getting is a lot of pains in in the, the abdominal region, um, like basically her stomach, intestines. Um, I'm also getting a weakness in her legs and hips. So it feels to me that she was having a difficult time uh, walking prior to passing. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm seeing that her, her feet and legs, I get like swelling, edema, redness. So she was having a lot of uh, fluid retention she was having some blood sugar issues, um, tasting a lot of sodium. That's an issue that uh, her blood pressure um, was was not stable. And with her heartbeat, I'm getting like um, beep, 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 then beep, 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 And then it feels mm-hmm. like she went into a fibrillation. Um, although 
overall, her passing was relatively peaceful, so she may have just drifted off. Does any of this make sense to you? It sounds a little bit like my grandmother, yeah. Okay. All right, let's work with her. Would this be the grandmother on your father's side? Yes. Okay. Um, the reason is, when I um, pick up on someone that looks like they're coming in on your left side, left side's associated with your male father's side of the family, right side female. So that's why I was like, is this your father's mother? Okay. And mm -hmm. she was really smart. I see lots of mm -hmm. books, lots of learning. It's all, you know, she comes across like a teacher. I don't know if she was a teacher, but I get all this books, learning, classroom, blackboards. Now, that could relate to her, that could relate to you, but there's something, um, unless she was really, um, really emphasized learning, studying, books, does any of that make sense? Um, I don't know for her, a little more for me, though. I do work at a school. Well, okay, there we go. Okay, remember, that's why I said it could apply to her <laughs> or to you. Okay, very good. Well, that's her letting you know that she's aware of that also. And we've never met. I don't know. I've never talked to you before, so I don't know mm -hmm. that you've worked at a school, but your grandmother um, is providing that information about you. Okay, hold on. Um, stand by. Interesting. Um before all this, uh, the coronavirus and all that happened, were, were you, you were about to get promoted or, like, shifted into a different – what I see is, like, like you stepping into an elevator and going up, which means either a promotion or a change in your responsibilities. Does that make any sense? Um, maybe. I, I recently was just this past year. Promoted? Mm-hmm. Well, then that's a yes. Okay. And see, because the way I get it, this is an acknowledgement. Now, this is how the Spirit is letting you know that she's around you and aware of what's happening in your life. Um, is your dad still in this world? Yes. Okay. Is he a smoker? No. Interesting, interesting. Because, all right, your dad's here in this world. I'm getting another male energy coming through. Um, he could be on the parent level, but he could be on the one above that, meaning grandparent level. And I'm getting that this guy was a smoker, and I'm getting a burning sensation on my lungs, okay? Mm -hmm. And toward the end, it's like I can't breathe. I feel like uh, my lungs are filling up with fluid. Um, his passing was not a quick event. I'm also getting that he was heavily medicated toward the end, and I'm getting that uh, yeah, mental clarity coming in and out. This feels a lot like somebody, um, this gentleman, was, pro you know, like when people are in hospice and they're being made comfortable and heavily yeah. medicated toward the end, that's what this feels like. Does that make sense? I'm not sure about that one. All right. Um, how, how did your grandfather's pass? Um, so on my mother's side, he had leukemia um, okay. and was very young. I never met him. And then my uh, father's side, he had stomach cancer. Okay. And I was also I was very young. He, okay. he he was I think uh in his sixties, I wanna say. Okay, I think that's the one we're getting because we had your father's mother coming in, now we have this guy coming in. If he had leukemia, then um that would be the draining sensation, also uh the cancerous condition and you know, they're they're going to be making him as comfortable as possible. So you got your grandparents coming through and they just handed me a string of pearls. Interesting. So, um, pearls, most ladies I know, Sarah, have pearls or something with pearls mm -hmm. in it. However, th let me go through all this and then you can respond. Pearls are the birthstone for the month of June. So what this can mean, Sarah, is a significant birth, death, anniversary, or event connected to you in some way or to somebody close to you, meaning them or some, some other close family member within the month of June. And because it's June, it's also my trigger for a female J name, like a June, Jean, Jane, Jody, you know, like that. Um, but, but uh, yeah, the pearls are really strong. Does that make any sense to you? Um, it does a little bit, but more for my mother's, my mother's mother. Okay. Well, that would be another person close to you. So your mother's mother's on the other side, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do me a favor. Say yes or no um, so I can understand you clearly. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, all right, so let's talk to this grandmother now. 
um, ooh, ooh, with her passing, I feel like agitated. Um, when I say agitated, it's like the, the poor lady was having a lot of difficulty physically. It's like I'm laying there and I'm like, you know, kind of moving around a bit and she just couldn't get comfortable and I'm feeling a massive lung dysfunction and there could have been some issues going on with her kidneys as well. It seems like her lungs and a lot of her endocrine system was was really uh, um, in a state of flux uh, toward the end and I'm getting a lot of uh, swallowing issues. Um, does that make sense? I'm not sure about that. Why do you say that? Um, she, it was a stroke that killed her. Hold on. Let me back up a bit. Um, did it kill her right away or did it take some time? It took time. Okay. The, the agitation, the difficulty with swallowing, all of those things could be consistent with a stroke. And here's why I say this. A stroke affects the um, human neurological system because it happens in the brain, and that would be that sense of agitation couldn't get mm -hmm. comfortable. The swallowing, that could be another factor there, okay, and it didn't seem like it took her really quickly. So she had the stroke, and then there was a decline yeah. after that. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, so that's why I was cautioning people about going directly to no because we have to examine this bit by bit. Now, let's see we got three grandparents here. Let's see what they want you to know. Okay, what's going on with your car? It's like, I feel like when I'm behind the wheel of the car, it's pulling pulling to the side. Is there something going on with your steering or something going on with your wheels or your front end? I'm getting this weird sensation in, with your vehicle. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it that I notice, but I do need to take it in for a recall <laughs> that I haven't taken it in for, Hold for on, a while. Let's back up a bit. <laughs> you have to take it in for a recall? I think that qualifies for something wrong with your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was doing a reading. And I felt really bad. I, I mean, because I was in New York City, and this young lady, I, I, I was drawn to her, and her uncle came through. And I go, I'm getting these sharp pains in my chest, two of them. She goes, no, he didn't have a heart attack. He got shot in the chest. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that hurts. You know, so it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so and it's sort of the same thing here. It's like, I'm getting something about your car. No, but it has to be recalled. So the thing is, the thing is, Sarah, what your grandparents are doing is they're coming through and they are telling you, you need to get this done. Okay. okay, and this is an example of what I have termed, or what I term, spirit intervention. These three grandparents, okay, and whether you knew them all that much, they are connected to you, and they love you, and they don't want you to get injured, hurt, or even worse, so they're intervening by saying, Sarah, you know about the recall, you got to do it. So, and I know that right now with, with uh, the coronavirus, you know, we're, you know, people are staying in and all that. So this would also be an indication, do not drive your car or drive it as little as possible. Not driving at all would be better until you can get it in to have the repair work done for the recall. So, Sarah, I will leave that with you, and I want to thank you for letting me make these connections for you. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. Many blessings.